Today we conclude our study this month of lessons from the ancient Jews carried into, Babel, into exile in Babylon. Our focus this morning is on a lesson that they learned when they returned from exile, or at least when their descendants returned from exile to Jerusalem. You see, the Babylonian Empire, like all empires of history, did not last forever. And after about 70 years, another empire, the Assyrians, defeated it. And an adage that is often true in modern times was true in ancient times as well. The enemy of my enemy is my friend or my ally. And the Assyrians considered some of those who had been defeated by the Babylonians to be their allies, including the Jews. And so they were allowed to return to Jerusalem, to reestablish Jerusalem. In fact, they were not only given permission, they were given money to rebuild the temple and rebuild the city walls so they could reclaim their identity as a people, as a nation. And so, many of the Jews who had homes and gardens, as you'll remember, who had families, children and grandchildren, they returned. They journeyed to reestablish the city of God, Jerusalem. And they were shocked when they arrived and they discovered there were other Jews already there. You see, when the Babylonians carried their ancestors into exile, the Babylonians didn't take all of the Jews. They just took the leaders, the religious and political leaders. Other Jews remained. And just like the Jews in Babylon, they grieved the loss of their independence, of God's temple and their place to worship. But they kept the faith. They adapted. They were resilient. And when the people in exile returned, there were more Jews than they had imagined. There's an important lesson here, and it's this. When we go through hard times, we tend to get a little bit of tunnel vision. We focus only on the things that are most urgent in our lives, our most urgent needs, our most urgent regrets, our most urgent griefs. And we presume that's what everybody else is focused on as well, including God. But God's perspective and God's actions are bigger than the narrow focuses of our lives. And so while the Jews were in exile for 70 years in Babylon, there were other Jews that God was similarly deepening relationship with, encouraging, preparing, so that when the time came, and the time was when the Assyrians conquered the Babylonians, when the time came, the city of God could be restored. And there'd be more workers, more people to enjoy it, to be a part of it, than any of them imagined during the time of exile. Because God was doing things beyond their sight. The reason why these words are recorded in Isaiah is not to just give us a glimpse of the history. And that's what these chapters in the late 40s, the late 40, between oh, 43 and, and beyond 50, uh, recount in the prophet Isaiah. 
the experiences of the Jews when they're released from exile and allowed to return to Jerusalem. They're prophetic because it's not a one-time only thing. There are lessons here for all people of faith, including you and me. When we endure our challenging times, when we feel like we're in the middle of nowhere, when we feel like the world is up against us, and it is almost impossible to keep the faith because we've lost so many of the ways that we're used to, worshiping God and serving others in Jesus' name. These words are prophetic in reminding us that God is not only helping us to endure this challenging season, a season that seems to be filled with emptiness, barrenness even, but God has planted blessings for us all to enjoy in the season to come. God isn't simply helping us to endure today. God is giving us the means to do even more tomorrow. God's perspective and God's actions are bigger than our perspectives. That's always true, but it's especially true during the hard times. So, if this is one of those hard times in life, when we can't gather in person for worship and for other large celebrations and activities, when we have to lay beloved people to rest without adequately celebrating their lives and comforting each other in our grief, when we have to mark achievements remotely rather than in person, when so much of our life just seems to be on hold, we must take heart that this is not a season where God is on hold. This is not a season where God has to be socially distant and physically distant from us. This isn't a season where God is not allowed to be present in our lives. And just as was true for the Jews during the time of the Babylonian exile, so is true for us, for people of faith during this global COVID-19 pandemic today. God is working. God is not only with us in our grief and in our challenges, helping us to endure and adapt during these challenging times, but God is planting the seeds, has planted the seeds for ways that we will flourish in the seasons ahead. That's how God works. It's how God has always worked. It's part of how, no, it's part of who God is. It's part of the fruit of God's essential love. The love out of which all of this world and universe was created. The love which gives all of us life and purpose, wisdom, and guidance, and eventually, peace. So yes, I hope from this month of reflecting on lessons from the ancient Jews in exile in Babylon, you've taken some important lessons that you can apply to your life today, that you can help others apply to their lives today through your example and through your perhaps well-chosen words. 
to grieve the losses that are in our lives today. Because until we do that, we can't do much else. We can pretend they're not there, but it's not true. To find ways to keep the faith, to keep worshiping and praying, to keep deepening our relationships with God, to keep deepening our relationships with other people in God's name, to keep serving our neighbors, those we know and those we don't know, in Jesus' name, to be Jesus' hands and feet. We have to keep finding ways to do that, even when the ways we're used to aren't available to us. And we have to adapt. We have to find ways to plant and grow in this season, whether we like it or not, whether we like the circumstances at least or not. And we need to never lose sight of the ultimate promise of God, that God won't simply see us through this challenging season, but God is doing other things beyond our perspective to help us, to help us flourish in the seasons ahead. It may seem like this is a time to sit back and relax a little bit, that there's not as much for us to do. But that's not the case for God. God is, as God always is, very busy. And that is a blessed and a hopeful thing. So our invitation today is to look for ways that God has used a season of challenge to prepare for blessings in the seasons that follow those times of challenges. I think it's part of the reason why in our history as a, a country we're so grateful for the times of peace after times of war because there are a lot of blessings that come during times of peace, not just the end of warfare, but many others, several that have been prepared by God during those challenging times. And it's true on smaller scale as well. It's true during the individual challenging times of our lives. Can you reflect on your life and see where God has pre prepared a way for you while you were enduring something else that you benefited from, that you said yes to? And can you look for ways that God is inviting you in this season of challenge and in the seasons to come to thrive, to flourish, to be a blessing to others, to enjoy God's blessings more fully yourself. And when that invitation comes from God, can you say yes?